Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. After 30 years, it's time to return to the halls of West Beverly High and hang out at the Peach Pit. On the podcast 9021OMG, visit Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling for a rewatch of the hit series Beverly Hills 90210 from the very beginning. We get to tell the fans all of the behind-the-scenes stories that actually happened. So they know what happened on camera, obviously, but we can tell them all the good stuff that happened off camera. Listen to 9021OMG on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Being a real estate agent isn't about listing houses. It's about connecting to people. I need to find new buyers every day. So I promote my listings using radio commercials from iHeartAdBuilder.com. Now every time I have an open house, it's a full house. A custom radio ad from iHeartAdBuilder is the fast, affordable way to drive customers to your business. Put the power of radio to work for you. Get started now at iHeartAdBuilder.com. Chrissy Teigen opened up about coming to terms with her cyberbullying controversy from earlier this year. Adam Levine spoke out about how he reacted to a fan grabbing him on stage at a Maroon 5 concert. And our very own Stephen LaConte is back with another helpful edition of DM911. It's October 29th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Stephen LaConte. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. So to start things off, Chrissy Teigen has shared how she feels she's grown since facing allegations of cyberbullying. You just kind of throw things out there and you don't know that you don't really think about the impact and the person on the other side. And like I think about how much I've changed just in the past year and Mm -hmm. how much I've grown and learned. And then to think of that in the term of a, a lifetime, how much room there is to always know more and be better. In May of this year, Courtney Stodden accused Chrissy of harassing them both publicly over Twitter and privately via DM when Courtney was a teenager, including tweeting at Courtney that they should take a, quote, dirt nap. Chrissy has since made a public apology, though as of this July, Courtney denied Chrissy's claims that she tried to apologize over text. I do really want to get to the bottom of this thing that it's this constant back and forth between uh, Chrissy and Courtney, where Chrissy has said, I've apologized. And Courtney has said, uh, no, she has not apologized. And I'm like, only one of these things can be true. (laughs) And it's essential for me and my understanding of how Chrissy's actually moving forward. I would like to know whether she apologized. And I am once again going to say Chrissy made a really big deal about something that could have been handled privately and in a very respectful and quiet way. <laughs> oh, completely. You know, and it actually is kind of like a missed opportunity because for all of this talk about, oh, I've been canceled. I'm in the cancel club, whatever. I'm like, how about you take a step forward and say, you know what? I'm not being canceled. I need to take accountability. Yeah for what I've done and like atone and do the right thing. And I guess this interview today is a step in that direction. I'm surprised it took 
this long? It did. It was a very like, woe is me. I've been canceled. I'm going to disappear instead of just like, you know, making amends and saying, hey, don't be a bully. Yeah, it's been a lot of like licking her wounds and stuff. And I know she has had a very difficult year, but I think the way forward for her is just going to be accepting what you did, moving on. Speaking of moving on, in other news, Adam Levine found himself at the center of a discussion about consent in the comments of a TikTok video showing him being suddenly grabbed by a fan on stage. In the video, taken at a Maroon 5 performance, Adam appears visibly surprised by the incident, seemingly yelling out fuck and shaking off his arms and shoulders. While some viewers felt like he should be more, quote, humble and that he'd overreacted, others pointed out that the fan should not have touched him without his consent. Adam himself posted an Instagram story addressing what happened, saying he, quote, loves, respects, and worships his fans, and that he reacted the way he did because he was, quote, really startled. One. Maroon 5 was my first ever concert that I went to. <laughs> That's a great first concert. <laughs> it was for a birthday party. Two, don't touch people without their consent. It, it is truly wild to me when fans are like, you owe us this. No, they don't. They do not owe you their body. No, not at all. Like, you know, you never have the right to put your hands on anyone, period. And also when you're talking about performers on a stage, there's the extra level of like security. Like you don't know if the person's going to come up and assault you or something. You know, there are people out there who do that kind of a thing to celebrities. So on a lot of different levels, it's fucked up. And Adam did nothing. Wrong. No, no. And I'm glad that uh, Gen Z's in the comments <laughs> saying no consent. You know, <laughs> Gen Z will always deliver. It's what I love about them. <laughs> All right. So moving on, it's time for another installment of DM 911. For anyone unfamiliar with the segment, Stephen keeps his DMs wide open for anyone seeking advice because there's no problem he can't help you solve. Today, we're talking about the line between platonic and romantic relationships and gender reveal parties. Okay, Stephen, are you ready? I was born ready. <laughs> I know Let's you were. <laughs> okay, so our first DMer needs some help with some tricky relationship dynamics. She writes, Hey, Stephen, so I've been with my boyfriend for nearly six years. We started dating very young and are now finishing up college. All in all, we've had some normal ups and downs, but I can say I was mostly happy with our relationship until the last year or so. He's friends with this girl who he talks to semi-frequently. I'm also friends with her, but she never reaches out to me, only him. He usually hides when they've been talking and knows it upsets me when they hang out together. Recently, I found out that he lied to me, telling me he was going to visit his dad and went to hang out with her instead, during a weekend that I was having a tough time with my mental health. When I found the text and confronted him about it, he got angry and made me feel as if I was in the wrong. I found out that she drunk texted him two months ago, confessing to having feelings for him. He claims he doesn't have feelings for her and is fighting hard to keep me. Would it be wrong of me to tell him he needs to cut her off and end their friendship? Um... No, it would absolutely not be wrong for you to tell your boyfriend to cut this girl out of his life. I mean, they have a history of sneaking around together. She openly admitted to having feelings for him, which he then hid from you. And clearly, you can't trust him to draw healthy boundaries with this person moving forward, because when you've asked him to do that in the past... He's just defaulted to lying to you and meeting up with this girl behind your back. So yes, at this point, asking him to cut off contact with this friend of his is a perfectly fair and valid thing for you to do. But may I suggest a better option? Because your boyfriend sounds like a very dishonest person. And if I were you, I'd probably dump him. I mean, let's look at the facts here. He hides his communications with this girl from you. That's a 
big red flag. I wonder what he's talking about with her that would be so bad for you to see. It's not that I think that you inherently have a right to see all of your partner's communications, but in this case, the fact that he's being so secretive and hidey about it, I think paints a big red flag. Then there's the fact that he lied to you about his whereabouts so he could go hang out with her. As far as you know, this only happened one time. I don't want to make you like more paranoid than you already are here, but I honestly have to wonder if that really was the only time this has happened or if it was just the only time he got caught. And then there's the fact that when he got caught, he tried to turn the situation around and blame it all on you. Obviously, I don't know the full context of that conversation. It sounds like maybe you might have gone through his phone to discover this, which I certainly can't endorse. If you did do that, that would be wrong, but it's pretty clear what circumstances may have brought you to that point. And certainly your boyfriend has no business blaming all of this on your betrayal when he has committed a much, much bigger one. Look, I don't know why your boyfriend is a liar. <laughs> Maybe, he, I don't. Maybe he just has a 100% platonic friendship with this girl that he wants to protect. Or maybe there is something deeper going on between them that he's hiding from you. But at a certain point, it doesn't really matter why he's a liar because either way, he's a liar. And that means you'll never really be able to trust that you have the actual full truth from him. And I have to kind of wonder... What kind of a relationship is that? You say in your message that your boyfriend is fighting hard to keep you, but the the one thing you haven't said is that he's agreed to draw any sort of boundaries with this girl moving forward. That's actually the one thing, the only thing he would have to do to keep you, right? And yet he won't do it. What does that tell you? So yeah, I say dump this guy. No partner is going to be 100% perfect, but you deserve someone you can fundamentally trust, even through their flaws. Yeah, Stephen, I think you said everything perfectly. And just honestly, like, from a woman to another woman, I am sorry that someone made you feel crazy. Like, you're not crazy. <laughs> and no. you are not at all. Stephen has listed out every way that you are not. So, uh, yeah, dump them. I'm with Stephen. Trust your gut. Your gut's telling you what to mm. do. All right. Well, we'll be right back with more DM 911. Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com/slash 2022. This is Roxanne Gay, host of the Roxanne Gay Agenda, the bad feminist podcast of your dreams. Now, what is the Roxanne Gay Agenda, you might ask? Well, it's a podcast where I'm going to speak my mind about what's on my mind, and that could be anything. Every week, I will be in conversation with an interesting person who has something to say. We're going to talk about feminism, race, writing in books and art, food, pop culture, and yes, politics. I start each show with a recommendation. Really, I'm just going to share with you a movie or a book or maybe some music or a comedy set, something that I really want you to be aware of and maybe engage with as well. 
Listen to the Luminary Original Podcast, The Roxanne Gay Agenda, The Bad Feminist Podcast of Your Dreams, every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL fans, nothing compares to being there live. What a play! Now the crowd is alive. And the NFL's biggest season ever is now ready for the postseason. It's playoff time. We got to win. NFL playoff tickets are on sale now. Don't miss your chance to be a part of the postseason action on the road to Super Bowl 56. Visit NFL.com slash tickets for a complete listing of games. That's NFL.com slash tickets. Welcome back. We're talking with Steven, who's helping us all with our life's problems. Okay, so for our next and final one, this person needs some advice on how to approach their friend's upcoming baby shower. They write, My best friend is pregnant and is planning on having a virtual baby shower. She wanted me to be involved in planning it, but her mom is mostly leading the planning. During one session, my friend said she wanted to include a gender reveal. I was kind of shocked to hear this because our friend group is very vocal and critical of hetero and cis normativity, and we talk a lot about ways we can break free from reinforcing those systems. Ever since she said this, the shower decoration plans have become very gender-coded. Pink, blue, bow tie, hair bow, sports, princess. I'm torn. I don't want to actively be a part of a gender reveal, and it is actually kind of uncomfortable for me. However, I also love my friend very much and do not want to make more of a big deal than it needs to be. Do I just deal with my discomfort and support what she wants, or do I say something even at the risk of causing drama? So I think this one is a relatable struggle for a lot of people listening to this, very much including me. I've been in this situation. It's hard, right? Like on the one hand, you can have your personal reservations about gender reveals and the sort of toxic, outdated, limited view of gender that they represent. And then on the other hand, sometimes people you love decide to do a gender reveal and they're really excited about it. And you know their heart well enough to know that they're not trying to enforce that toxic, outdated, limited view of gender. They may just be excited to learn everything they can learn about their baby. And unfortunately, and very weirdly, um, the baby's genitalia are just one of the very few data points that new parents get about their kid before birth. I don't personally endorse gender reveals as a concept, but I also know that for many new parents, the gender reveal is less about forcing their kid into some very restrictive gender box and more about eating cake, having a party, and getting the chance to celebrate their new baby. So it's kind of hard when you're in that position of being invited to one to know what to do. I think for you, there are a few ways that you could go about this. First of all, you say that you and your friend share similar values around gender and that you've had extensive conversations around these issues in the past. So I don't think it's particularly out of bounds or unreasonable for you to check in with your friend about this. As long as you can approach the conversation gently and respectfully and without any sort of accusation about like the purity of her values around gender, I, I think it's okay to say something in the vein of like, hey, I was actually sort of surprised that you wanted to do a gender reveal at the shower. Here are some reasons why gender reveals give me pause. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts about this too. Maybe after having that conversation with her, she would decide that actually after hashing it out, she realizes she doesn't want to do a gender reveal. Or maybe she says she does want to do it, but maybe having that conversation, you would walk away 
feeling a little more comfortable that she hasn't completely abandoned the values that you share. Another option is to let the gender reveal happen as planned, but try to make it as gender inclusive and non-stereotypical as possible. For example, maybe you just have to accept that that cake is going to be pink or blue inside, but you push for a larger party theme that's gender neutral. I love jungle animals. And maybe you can specifically steer your friend away from any decor that would like seek to define their child's future by their gender. So like, If there's going to be basketballs on the boy cake, like fight for there to be basketballs on the girl cake. And if there's going to be ballet slippers on the girl cake, there should be ballet slippers on the boy cake. Obviously, this is still a very reductive, simplistic way to look at gender. It's not the way that I would endorse looking at gender, but it is at least a step in the right direction that steers the parents into a more inclusive place. By the way, I think you should also advocate for this moment of the baby shower to be called a sex reveal instead of a gender reveal. It just gets a little bit more accurate about what is maybe being revealed that day. And I'll just take this moment to plug my own personal idea that I think parents should do, which is instead of doing a gender reveal or a sex reveal or whatever, I think more parents should do an ultrasound reveal where you get to see the, the like the scan, like that black and white scan of the baby for the first time. And everyone can like, ooh and ah over like, oh my God, there it is. Maybe somewhere on the ultrasound, there's that M or F so that like the great grandma in the back of the room, who's inevitably going to ask the question, you can be like, yep, it, you know, male, female, whatever. But that the focus is on the ultrasound and you're celebrating like, look at that little baby that's going to be born someday. That's my personal plug. And, and then there's like one third and final option here, which is that if you want to, and this is only if you want to, you could simply bite your tongue say nothing, and let the gender reveal happen exactly as planned right now. That's the path of least resistance. And if choosing that path is the most comfortable option for you, let me assure you that that is okay. That's understandable. It does not make you some terrible human who has abandoned your own progressive values. It really helps for my assessment that this event is actually a baby shower not a full-blown gender reveal party, because there's a distinction there, right? It's a baby shower where this gender reveal thing is a moment. It's not an entire party based around, is it a boy or a girl? Um, It also helps that this whole thing is happening on Zoom, which means it would be pretty easy for you to just kind of like sit there, put on a fake smile, play solitaire on your computer and say not much while this moment happens. And I have been at a virtual baby shower where there was a gender reveal moment and it lasted all of three minutes. Ultimately, this day is just one in the kid's life. Also, it's not even really in the kid's life. It's before the kid's life. And the good news is this child is going to have zero recollection of it even happening. What's more important is that the kid is raised in a home that is accepting and inclusive of whatever gender journey they may take in life. So make sure your friend provides that for their child, and I think you'll have done your job. All I have to say is listen to Steven, and then also show up wearing all yellow, and on Zoom, put your pronouns next to your name. <laughs> I love that. That's it. I, I love, love that being a whole lot. passive-aggressive. No, I don't. I actually no, hate I it. No, I think that's great. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I think honestly, well, I think honestly putting pronouns in your Zoom thing is is not a bad idea because like it's not a bad idea for any Zoom call. And I think it's a nice way to set the tone. Even if they won't call it the gender reveal, I think anytime you refer to it, you should just refer to it as sex reveal. By the way, how come more people, if I'm just trying to look for these like middle of the road solutions, I guess, but like another option I suppose would be like, why don't you make the cake either yellow or green and one is boy and one is girl again these are still really reductive and simplistic ways to look at gender i'm not saying this is the ideal way but i have to imagine there are ways where they can have that moment of celebration but also not do the thing of like she's either a ballerina or he's a quarterback (laughs) the two genders (laughs) exactly (laughs) all right steven per usual you give the best advice ever (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. It is my honor. Everyone, you can DM me at StevenLC on Instagram. That's Stephen with a PH. I will try to solve as many of your problems as I can. That's it for today. Come back and join us on Monday. And remember, don't touch people without their consent. That's good advice. BuzzFeed Daily is produced by Dan Bowser, Frank Capello, and Jess Goodwin. Special thanks to Erica Nedanine and Samantha Hennick. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you go for your podcasts. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of the biggest stories on BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. This is Roxanne Gay, the host of the Roxanne Gay Agenda, the bad feminist podcast of your dreams. Each week I talk to an interesting person about feminism, race, writing in books and art, food, pop culture, and yes, politics. We can't escape politics. Listen to the Luminary Original Podcast, The Roxanne Gay Agenda, every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.